Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. Don't freak out. The market always goes back up. Don't look at your 401k. I'm telling you, like, just don't look at your 401k at all. (laughs) Like, just don't look at it. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Real talk, I cried on our team call last week. You know the season that we're in is leaving no one unaffected by financial challenges or health worries or our sense of security and normalcy being shaken. I'm overwhelmed and exhausted, and I know I'm not unique in my experience. With layoffs and furloughs and business dropping out from under us, financial insecurity is impacting so many. So what can we do about it? How can we manage the fear and make the best decisions and even just talk about what we're facing so that our money isn't a thing of anxiety, but instead a tool that gives us stability in uncertain times? The expert for this conversation is Dominique Broadway, millennial money expert and founder of Finances Demystified. Her mission is to help you take action with your money so that you can begin to live the life that you desire. This episode is all about taking action with your finances, whatever state they're in right now, to find confidence moving forward. So let's not hold back. Let's get into it. Here she is, Dominique Broadway. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Gold Digger. Take the next step in your creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more. Get two months free of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Gold Digger. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or product with Fiverr. Get 10% off in the service you deserve at fiverr.com using the code Gold Digger. All right, Dominique, I not so slyly slid into your DMs because (laughs) you, my love, are just 
a voice in this season and just a voice in every season. And so welcome to the show. I am thrilled to get to sit down and talk to you today. Thank you so much, Jenna. I'm so excited to be chatting with you and hopefully helping to demystify some finances and life with you today. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So tell us your story. Who is Dominique Broadway? How did you get to be an expert in the financial world? Yeah. It's a question I ask myself all the time, but um, (laughs) no, so interesting, like just background. So actually I went to Bowie State University, which is an historically black college in Maryland, majored in banking and finance and realized when I was in high school that I wanted to be a financial planner. I know that sounds really nerdy, but I did. I knew I wanted to be a financial planner and just working with investments and stocks and all that good stuff. So while I was in college, I managed by God's grace to get an internship at my dream internship, actually, which was Morgan Stanley. And a week before I was supposed to go and start the internship program, they ended up canceling the entire program altogether. Right. So this other company reached out and said, Hey, you know, we know your Morgan Stanley like interns got canceled. So we'll take you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Had never heard of this company. It was called UBS Financial Services. And so everyone's like, oh my gosh, you had an internship there. And I'm like, I've never heard of this company. So long story short, I ended up getting an internship at UBS Financial Services, which was one of the largest wealth management firms in the world at the time. I think it still is. And I'd never heard of them because they focus on high net worth clients. So clients that had five, 10, 20 million dollars in investable assets is what they focused on. So I ended up getting an internship at this awesome company, worked there in New York, and also in Bethesda, Maryland. And once I graduated college, before I graduated college, they offered me a full-time position. So I started out, that's really how I kind of got my start in that field. So I became a licensed financial planner and wealth manager. So I, like I said, was managing wealth and executing trades and investments for high net worth clients. Did that for a few years and I was just bored. <laughs> like I was bored. <laughs> it was one of those things where I felt like I had literally, you know, worked my entire life, like just worked really hard to to get this dream job, you know, that I thought was a dream job. And I was literally coming to work every day and just like not happy, like didn't want to be there. Just, you know, I'm sure we've all been there before and maybe yourself have been there where you're just sitting somewhere and you're like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something else. I just have no clue whatsoever that it is. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, like no clue. And it was interesting because I had bought my first house before I graduated college. I didn't come from a wealthy family or anything. Neither one of my parents went to college. My dad was in prison the first five years of his life, but my parents always talked about just money management. So I was really good at just managing the money that I had. And so I bought my first house at, like I said, I was 22 before I graduated college. And my friends were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what were you doing <laughs> that we weren't doing? Like, we were all <laughs> the same parties and everything. And I'm like, wait, you guys weren't like saving? And they're like, no. So during this time, this is when like a lot of people just kept asking me for financial advice. And I kept having to say, look, you don't have enough money to become a client of the firms that I work with. So I can't help you. Right. Yeah. So the firms that I work with, you had to have a million usually, well, sometimes at least half a million or sometimes a million to become a client there. And after telling people that I can't help them because they didn't have enough money over and over again, I realized that there was clearly a market for this, right? So I remember working at the last firm that I, one of the last firms I was at and telling my mentor like, hey, I think I really want to, you know, help people who are like me. They don't have millions and millions of dollars yet, but they need access to financial education. And I remember him telling me like, you'll never make money helping people that don't have money. And I was like, 
challenge accepted. Like, <laughs> yes, try me. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I ended up literally quitting my job probably like a week later. And I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to be in that space anymore. I, I toyed around with a couple different ideas. And then one day I was riding in my car and I heard there was going to be a conference coming up the following week called For Sisters Only. And I said, you know what? I'm going to launch my company at this event for Sisters Only. So I called my boyfriend at the time, who was a graphic designer. I'm like, hey, I want to launch this company next week. Can you make me a website? (laughs) (laughs) So he made me a website, business cards, you know, all the the visuals. And I literally launched that that week, uh, the following week. And it was basically just Dominique Broadway, Fresh Ideas, for a brighter future was my tagline. Mm. Super corny. Oh my God, super corny. I love I it. Like, oh, I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so corny. Like, I'll just show you, just send you a visual of the, the picture or whatever. Please. Um, yeah, it's super corny. <laughs> anyway, that's literally how I launched my business. So I launched at the at an event. Like I said, this was about seven, six or seven years ago. I had about 90 people that signed up for my email list. So that was the beginning of me building my email right. list. And Girl. then I made about a third of them clients, surprisingly. Wow. And so I was literally just like, what do you need help with? Budgeting, saving, like whatever you need help with, I will help you. I had no pricing. I had no structure in place. But I just knew I wanted to start this thing to help people. And I figured I would figure it out along the way. So that's literally how I got started. And then from there, I started winning all these awards. You know, top financial advisor in the United States for millennials. Also won best money expert the year before last by Go Banking Rates. I won some 30 under 30 awards when I was under 30. And it was really just, it really just kind of took off. And that's really like how I got started and, you know, how things, you know, went along the way. And then even during that time, I always like to just be very transparent about my story. You know, I was, I was doing well and business was starting to thrive, but I still, like I said, because I started in a week, I didn't do a good job of like pricing my Mm -hmm. services and things of that nature. So I literally went broke like a year and a half in, you know, I had, that beautiful condo I had bought at 22 went into foreclosure. My car got repossessed. I was able to get all those things back. Thank God. But it was a huge, just like wake up call for me. And in the, at the time I'm like, Oh my gosh, why is this happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why yeah. is this happening to me? I'm literally helping everyone else. Like everyone else is finding yes. it flourishing as far as my clients go. And I'm secretly failing. And, you know, now I look back, I realized I felt like I was getting a master's degree all over again. Like I learned so much during that time about helping people with their finances from a different aspect. Right. So, you know, before I was well-versed on, you know, building wealth, investing and all that good stuff. And then I went through this point where I had never been there before. My credit score went to like 480, didn't even know it could go that low. You know, <laughs> bank accounts were zero, house was in foreclosure, and I was able to clean and clear all that stuff up. And it gave me a whole new set of education that now I can help my clients and help my audience on a different level where I couldn't help them before, right? So that is really like my story in a nutshell and like how I started and how I got to where I am, where I am now. (laughs) Isn't life our greatest teacher? Like life, like you can get degrees and all of those wonderful things, which are beautiful, but like life, when we're forced to learn and figure things out, like Mm -hmm. holy cow. And, and also just, I think that life can teach us that empathy that you would have never had, had you not experienced that. And it made me smile, honestly, Dominique, because I'm like, a lot of times our teachers are the ones like we should be taking taking our own messages yeah. in, right? <laughs> no, it's so true. Like we all like, it, it's the thing like we, the, you know, we're teaching everyone else and we're helping everyone else. But a lot of times we don't help ourselves. You know, I was yes. literally helping
helping everyone else with their finances and completely ignoring mine because I was yes. so engulfed with everyone else's problems and lives in, in building the business. So very, very true. Very true. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that I'm really excited to talk to you about today and why you are the perfect guest is there is so much happening in our world right now. There are layoffs and furloughs mm-hmm. and businesses dropping out from under us. Financial insecurity is impacting so many of us. I would gather it's impacting almost all of us. Yeah. And so what is the first conversation that we need to have with ourselves in this financial environment that we're experiencing? Yeah, I think that's, that's a really good question. I mean, I think as far as having a conversation with yourself is is one, reminding yourself like you're going to get through this. And I understand yeah. that, you know, you know, watching the news and getting online and seeing all these negative stories throughout the day, sometimes you have to limit that. Like I personally don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news in probably probably three weeks. I get, you know, my news like through CNN and stuff like that, because I realized when I was watching it, it was literally impacting my, my well-being throughout the day. I felt like the, I started to feel like my financial situation was worse than what it even was just because of everything else that was going on. Right. So I would yeah. say really just have a conversation with yourself, sit down and take inventory of where you are. I think that's something that people really need to do. Like stop, listening to everyone else's stories and everything that's going on, sit down and say, look, where am I? How much debt do I have? You know, how much credit card debt do I have? How much student loan debt do I have? What's the money that I have coming in? Where's my savings? What are my investments looking like? Whatever it may be, stop and take inventory of where you are so that you can create a game plan if necessary to, you know, fix any of the things or to put protection plans in place or to start calling lenders if you can't make payments and just making sure that you're keeping your communication, your lines of communication open with any, you know, companies that you have financial relationships with. I think that's the first thing that we all really need to be doing right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It always makes me think of my friend Berna always says everything is negotiable. (laughs) And I'm like, right now is a good time if you're looking at subscriptions or bills or things like call. A lot of businesses have put resources in place or pauses or just things to help because they know that people are hurting. And so Mm -hmm. I always think of Berna and Mayer being like, everything is negotiable. It is. It is. And also too, with, you know, so many companies putting a lot of these things in place, don't just assume that they've added you to the list to have your payments put on hold. Like it's still very important to log online and double check. I had a client recently, I was like, Hey, log online and make sure Nelnet suspended your uh, student loan payments you know, through the rest of the, to September 30th, you know, just make sure that they're doing this stuff because, you know, you're at the top, you know, you're thinking about them, but they're not necessarily thinking about you. Right. So also just make sure that all these payments are being put on hold. And so that you're not worrying about fighting this later on down the line when things start to turn around. Yeah. What are some smart moves that we can make with our money right now, no matter what our situation looks like? Yeah, I would say, you know, I think like kind of what we just mentioned, the first thing is really, as far as smart moves go, just communicating with anyone that you have a financial relationship with. Like, if you cannot make the payment, say so. If you can make the payment. Don't try to avoid anything. You know, don't try to avoid these payments. I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to try to avoid certain things and it's going to start affecting their credit. And then we're going to have a whole other issue to worry about down the line. Right. So I think that's one thing that we should be doing now. I think another is if you have investments, don't freak out. We've never been in this situation before, but we have had like economic downturns like this in 2008 
you know, when, when the market really, really tanked and obviously numerous times and in, in other various depressions and recessions, right? So don't freak out. The market always goes back up. Don't look at yep. your 401k. I'm telling you, just don't look at your 401k at all. <laughs> like, just don't look at it. <laughs> if you're young, if you're like under, what, 48, really, what are you worried about? You have another... Yeah you know, 30, you know, 20 to 30 years before you possibly retire. So don't worry about that. So don't worry about the investments. But I would say if you have extra cash, this is actually a great time to invest. The stock market Mm -hmm. is down. You know, it's I've personally been making investments. It is a great time to possibly make more money. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with making more money. And then another thing as far as like things that we could be doing now, I'm telling some of my clients like, hey, this may be a great time for you to refinance. Like (laughs) interest rates are down, right? So that means interest rates are down. That means that mortgage interest rates are going to be down. Car loan interest rates are going to be down. Credit card interest rates are going to be down. So this is a great time. Like you said, everything's negotiable. Contact your credit card companies and see if there's any way to get your interest rates reduced. Maybe even seeing about getting your credit limits increased in case you need them. It also makes your credit score look good. Reaching out and seeing if there's opportunities to refinance your mortgage or your car or any of these or home equity line of credits. Like there's actually, you know, if you're in a decent or somewhat comfortable financial situation, this is going to end up being a great time for you to get a lot of things much cheaper than they were before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to look at it. And such a good reminder that we can have control over some of the decisions we're making right now, because I think so many people are making decisions out of fear, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. We're in a crisis. So what are some of the things that you caution against doing with your money? Like people are pulling money from banks, cashing out 401ks, skipping credit card payments. Are there any things we should try to avoid doing in this season of uncertainty? Yeah. So a couple of things. One, like you said, please avoid running and taking all of your money out of your 401k. And please avoid running and taking money out of any investment account that you don't, you know, need the money. Like if you absolutely need it, then do it. But if you're just scared and, you know, you don't need the money, let it sit. It's going to rebound to where it is. Also, make sure that you are not, like I said earlier, avoiding payments, avoiding your creditors, make sure that you're not sitting at home and overspending as well. Like that's another thing. The good thing is so many people are, you know, they're not spending as much money eating out, but a lot of people are literally sitting at home and just buying stuff on Amazon all day. Right. So please make sure that you avoid that. Because some people get so bored. They're like, okay, I'll just shop online. And you end up just spending so much money. Right. So just make sure you're you're kind of avoiding some of those things. I mean, obviously some are, are obvious things like, hey, don't overspend, but just also don't let fear sink in and you start kind of making bad decisions, right? So I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think it's a smart idea to run and grab all your money out of your, you know, checking account. I don't think that's a good idea. Like don't put all your money at home. You know, it could get stolen or whatever could happen. Just don't do that. Stay on the straight and narrow and just like keep a positive mind and understand that this will all change. Do what you need to do to protect yourself, but don't do anything that will cost you money in the long run. Yes. A hundred percent. 
One thing that I love about you is that you are a realist, which I appreciate when you deliver your information, but you also paint possibility in a beautiful way that is inspiring. And I think when it comes to finances, a lot of times people have fear and they feel paralyzed because they don't know next steps. And we don't need to talk about what people are feeling. We're feeling it, right? Like we're feeling it in real time. Yes. And so I want to know, like, are there any specific actions that someone could take right now just to help them find confidence in numbers versus fear? Yeah, I think I would say, you know, it, it's so much uncertainty. I mean, I know I even in my own life, I'm like, what's next? I have, I yeah. just, you don't really know what moves to make, right? Yep. I would say just try to make smart moves. Like I said, just really try to calculate the cost of certain moves. Like we mentioned earlier, pulling money out of your 401k. Well, if you pull money out of your 401k and your 401k is down $20,000, it's going to cost you $20,000, right? Yeah. So, so try to just kind of think of things that way, but go with your gut. I think people don't like listen to their guts as much yep. as they should. You know, I think we know what's right. We know what's wrong. We know what's the best moves to make for our personal lives, for our businesses, for our families. Like listen to yourself and really say like, like know that this is going to be fine. Know that you've probably gotten through things like this before. Think about what the worst case scenario is and say like, if I got to that point, what would happen? Like I've hit worst yeah. case scenarios in my life before and I can, you know, I'm a testimonial. I've bounced back. Like I'm here. So I would say just kind of think that way. I think a lot of lately, even, you know, with finances and with everything that's going on, people are looking for like, tell me to do this, tell me to do that. And I don't think that that's what it's about. I think it's really, you know, with everything that's happening, we need to just like reconnect with ourselves and start listening to ourselves again. Like, I know that that may sound cheesy, but like, you know, really just like taking a step back and like being quiet and listening and making decisions that way. I think that we're in such a loud world, you know, it's like, do this, say that, budget this, tax this. Wait yes. for the stimulus check. And it's like, oh, it's so noisy. It's like, take a step back and get to the basics. I think this is what this time is about to do personally for this country. Is like, we're all about to come back to the basics. So yeah. I'm not sure if they answered the question at all, but no, Sometimes a business needs to quickly pivot in order to meet a goal, or maybe an unexpected obstacle occurs, making it impossible to meet your deadline with the size of your current team. We're in a season of adapting and Fiverr is there to help us bridge the gap with their incredible freelance talent. Whether you're launching, scaling, or in need of extra support to complete a project, Fiverr is here to help you evolve, adapt, and grow. Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. I have so many specialized people on my team, but the one thing we've always outsourced is video production. I needed some custom animated videos for a launch and Fiverr was there to help. I found a freelancer who not only could create custom videos for me on a super fast turnaround, but who also understood the niche online entrepreneur space so that the content was spot on. Search by service, deadline, price, reviews, and more and find your perfect freelance talent right now. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code GOLDDIGGER. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com, code GOLDDIGGER. Again, that's Fiverr.com. The code is GOLDDIGGER. 
question. When was the last time you gave yourself permission to do something just for you? Now is the time to explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Think about it. You could dig into creative nonfiction, write truth with style class, or explore web design with the personal branding essentials, making the most of Squarespace class. I'm amazed each time I scroll through the thousands of course offerings on Skillshare because an annual subscription is less than $10 a month, but you can start today for free. Amidst the unknowns and the endless time at home, you can start learning a new skill or discovering a new creative hobby with Skillshare. Get two months of free unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. That's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger and the number Number two. I think one of our most powerful and underutilized gifts as human beings is intuition. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so often we take blueprints and step by steps. And I mean, there's just so much knowledge out there, which is beautiful. Knowledge yeah. is power. But I think sometimes we trust other people's knowledge over our intuition. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, don't you agree that like the best things that have happened in your life have been when you've actually honored your intuition when you're sitting in that room and you're like, I need to be somewhere else. I don't know where, but I'll figure yeah. it out. Like, no, so it's, it's true. Like, we need to do that right now. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I want to know, like, let's just say besides me sliding into your DMs, uh, what are some <laughs> of the questions that you are getting these days that you are just finding yourself having to help people navigate? Because I mean, kind of overnight, mm-hmm. like you became such a hot commodity in this season of mm-hmm. like, Dominique, we need you to come and talk. You've been a hot commodity all along, but yeah. I'm saying right <laughs> now the world needs you more than ever. Yeah. So what are people asking of you? Like what what are those questions that are coming in? Yeah, you know, the biggest questions that I'm getting, so it, it kind of varies, right? So f- for individuals versus business owners, and I'll kind of just talk like those small business owners. I think the biggest thing is people are super confused about yes. the economic injury disaster loan, EDL. Yeah, so long. <laughs> I finally got it right. People are so <laughs> confused about that. They're also very confused about the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP. So yeah. a lot of the questions I've been getting lately is about that. And just really quickly, the difference between the two is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan or the EDL is a loan that basically is almost like a working capital loan to kind of get you through these rough times, right? So originally, yeah. I've been reading today, they're changing the numbers and. I do apologize that they're changing this information so frequently. It's hard to stay yes. up, you know, abreast with it all. Originally, they were giving out up to $2 million in the economic injury disaster loan, loan, right? And then the big thing that everyone's talking about is you can get an advance, right, of this loan of up to $10,000. And so everyone's like, yay, we're getting $10,000. And what they were originally saying is you put your application in and within three days, you'll have 10000 in your checking account. And a couple of like Friday before last, everyone's logging online and like, where's my money? I don't see it. And now they're mad at the SBA. It's been crazy, right? So essentially the economic injury disaster loan, like I said, it it is a working capital loan. You don't get $10,000 three days after you submit your application. You put your application in and what they're saying is it can actually take maybe two to three weeks for them to process your application. Based on how many employees you have, you'll get $1,000 per employee 
up to 10. So the $10,000 number, emergency loan number, is if you have 10 employees, you will get $10,000 advanced to you once your application is processed. But like I said, that can be two to three weeks, okay? And that's also where people have been confused where there's been a couple of people who are like, hey, I only got $2,000. Well, you only had two employees, right? Yeah. So there's this whole thing of people like, I can get a quick $10,000. That's not the case. So that's no. one thing that I'm realizing people are not realizing and not their understanding. The other big program that we have now is the the PPP, which is the Paycheck Protection Program, okay? So that allows the government to give you a 1% loan. These are actually both 1% loans, but a loan, can't remember the exact amount up to, but it's up to 2.5 times your annual payroll, monthly payroll amount, okay? So they'll give you 2.5 times that payroll amount, and then you're eligible to get 100% of up to 75% of that loan forgiven if you use it for payroll purposes. Now, the thing that makes this paycheck PPP program unique is that they're opening it up to independent contractors and sole proprietors as well, which is huge because it used to only be open to, you know, LLCs and corporations with employees, right? So that's why I'm realizing people are a little confused about the two. Hopefully that demystifies it a little bit. And then one more thing too, I'm I'm realizing people are a little confused about is because they've opened up the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, to sole providers and independent contractors, people are also confused as if they can still get unemployment, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the thing here is if you do get unemployment, which is something that they usually don't allow to independent contractors and sole providers, now you can get unemployment. But if you get unemployment, you can't do the Paycheck Protection Program. So you have to really do the math and see what makes more sense? Does it make more sense for you to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program where they're giving you 2.5 times your monthly payroll costs? Or does it make more sense for you to go and get the unemployment insurance, which gives you, I believe, like $400 a week, plus they're giving an extra $600 a week, I believe. And then they're extending it for like an extra six months, right? So you have to just do the math and see what makes sense. And if you're already getting unemployment, you're not eligible for the PPP. It's confusing, right? Um, yes. And there's the issue too, is that they're constantly changing things and then people hear that they're running out of money and they're like, well, we'll just make more money. And it's just, it's a mess. But essentially, like <laughs> I tell everyone, apply for the economic injury disaster loan if you're a business owner. Yep. Supply one way or another. Worst case scenario, they say no. Yep. And then you need to really do the math to see what makes more sense for you to do the PPP if you're a sole proprietor and a contractor or for you to get unemployment insurance. Those are the biggest questions that I'm getting lately. They're trying to understand these programs and what they are eligible for. There's also a lot of other programs that are out there that are popping up, like Sarah Blakely from Spanx just launched, I believe it's called the Red Backpack Program. They're giving out $5,000 to small business owners. I think there's Hello Alice is giving out $10,000 in grants as well. So there's so many different programs and people with big pockets who are opening them up and giving out you know, money to people who are in need, these small business owners. So those are the, the biggest questions I'm getting lately. It's just like, how does this work? What am I eligible yeah. for? I don't understand it. 
They should make an online quiz. Yeah. <laughs> and then you fill in what you are, who, how many employees you have. Like, wouldn't that be so smart? The government needs to take some notes from our opt-in generators, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> What's interesting, I actually, today, I saw that, I think it, Intuit has one. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, they have a, a, a little questionnaire, and I went through it, and I'm like, okay, this is simple. But it's yeah. still it's saying you may be eligible for this or yes. this. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I knew that already. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I, I'm like, yeah. So. so one thing I want to talk about is when we look into the future, so no one knew this was coming. No one knew this was going to happen. And all of a sudden we're kind of caught off guard. What kinds of things can we do when we feel a little bit more settled or get back on our feet to help us prepare for future crises, whether it's personal or a pandemic or whatever that looks like? Like, what are some financial things that we can focus on to feel equipped to move forward from this? Yeah, I think so. There's a few things I think <laughs> quickly is all the things that us quote unquote financial experts are like complaining and saying, you need to do this, you need to do this about and, and people haven't done them now they're kind of wishing that they had right so getting yes. that emergency fund in place at three to six months for entrepreneurs it's paying yourself so now that we have some sort of you know so that you can apply for these programs and show that you have been paying yourself right separating your business and personal finances like these are things that we've been telling you to do for some time you didn't do them now you're like oh i wish i did right so i would say this is a great time to put those things in place if you haven't just to prepare for the future so that you have cleaner financials and so that you have a little bit more financial protection, right? Savings, et cetera, et cetera. I would say in addition to that, this is a great time to really look at the revenue streams that your business has or that you have in, in, you know, in, in your personal life. You know, I've been very, very adamant about having just multiple streams of revenue within my business. You know, after working at a traditional financial planning firm, for some time and seeing one, how the super wealthy <laughs> manage their money yeah. and how they always have multiple streams of income. And then even from when I started my business, I had one stream. It was originally just financial coaching. That was all I offered. Right. And then I realized, okay, I have to figure this out. I'm not going to be able just to coach people one-on-one forever. This isn't, this isn't scalable. Right. So then we expanded to online courses. We expanded to, you know, digital products and then we expanded to brand partnerships and public speaking, you know, and so these are all different in, in, you know, physical products as well, all different ways that we bring in revenue. And then also in my personal life, me and my fiance and I own other businesses. And then yeah. also too, even, you know, I previously am very familiar with trading equities, right? So now this year, actually past couple of weeks, I enrolled in a program and I'm learning to trade bonds. And so that's a whole new stream where me and my fiance, we get up every morning for two hours and we practice trading. And it's like, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. It's a whole new revenue stream. You know, yeah. things hit the fan and none of this other this stuff works. We can still create a great income that way, right? So I think this is a great time for people to seriously take a step back and say, like, what is my business and personal finances look like? Yeah. What other ways can I make money? What skills do I have? You know, am I good at editing podcasts? Maybe I can be editing podcasts for people. Am I good at creating graphics? I maybe I can, you know, do some virtual graphic design stuff or, you know, or put a program together on on how to do that. I think this is a great time to look for additional ways to make money. Look for additional opportunities so that if this ever happens again, you're not like, "Oh no." You know, just you know, oh no, that one paycheck that I was waiting for is gone, and now I have nothing else coming in, right? So we are 
you know, entering this space. I think even over the past few years, you know, the increase in the the gig economy, you know, but I think yeah. originally the gig economy was supposed to be supplemental income for a lot of people who had full-time positions or had businesses and just wanted to make extra money on the side. And I feel like the gig economy ended up turning into just a whole other economy where now there's just people who solely depend on their gigs, right? They're solely depending on Uber to make income. They're solely depending on Lyft to make income, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I think this is a great time to take a step back and say, how can I create additional streams of revenue in my business? How can I create additional streams of revenue in my personal life so that I'm constantly, you know, protected and I'm, you know, ensuring that I'm not going to be, you know, falling victim to another pandemic or any other crazy thing that could possibly happen in this world. I think this is a great time to do that. I agree 100%. And I think now is the best time ever to make yourself more valuable and to really harness the power that you already possess and to learn new skills and to be able to Mm -hmm. offer new things. And so it's funny because I especially you get this being a mom, like my time has never been more stretched where at first I'm like, (laughs) all these people are watching Netflix. Like I don't even have time to watch Netflix. Like we're working and momming (laughs) and serving and whatever, but you can make time, you know, you can always make time. And I love that you said that you get up for two hours every morning and learn this new thing because it takes work. Like nothing comes easy and nor should it, but it's a beautiful time to like ask yourself, like what value can I add to the world right now. And you have literally stepped into so much power and shown up to serve people at incredible level over the last month. It's been insane to watch. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like I've been everywhere, you know, but I, then, but also too, I think with all that, just making sure I'm still taking time. Like I had already said, you know, I'm taking time for myself. There's things I want to learn. I knew I wanted to learn to, to day trade much better. I took the time, invested in myself and investing the time and money to learn that. I'm also taking some courses. Like I enrolled in this free program randomly a couple months ago to take free courses at Cornell to get a certificate in like women's entrepreneurship. So I'm doing that too, right? So, so I'm cool. really like, you know, mind you, I do get my Netflix binge on every now and then, but oh, in between yeah, yeah, that, yeah. like I'm definitely <laughs> like taking this time to enhance my skills. I want to make sure I'm always on top of my game. So if people want to come and ask about certain topics, I'm there, I'm ready. And I I can be that go-to person. And I think we all really have the ability to do that in our own respective spaces. You know, I think this is like you said, this is a great time to separate yourself from the pack and also really to hone into whatever skills you have, even if it's not necessarily figuring out how to monetize them immediately, but just figuring out how to package them and figuring out like, you know, just what am I truly, truly good at? How can I take this time mm-hmm. to better myself? You know, I posted something recently and I was like, I'm, you know, I'm vowing to come out of this. Like, I think it's financially stacked, physically snatched and like mentally on top or something like that. Right. And some people yeah. are like, this is great. Some people are like, don't make people feel like they have to do stuff with their time. I'm like, listen, oh, listen, Lord. listen. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is my goal that I set for yeah. myself. If you're down for it, you can get with it. But I also yeah. feel like I'm always been the type of person where I can't just sit around for days and days. I can't. That's just not me. I'm yeah. always going to be looking for ways to better myself. If that's learning a new recipe or, or you know, learning how to sing a song, whatever. Like, that's just me, right? So I think this is a great time for us to to do that, to really sharpen our skills. Learn that thing you've been wanting to learn. 
One thing that I think is super admirable about the way that you lead that I think people should be taking notes on this Mm -hmm. is when I think about you, Dominique, right now, like you are probably not wildly on fire, passionate about the PPP or the EIDL. However, (laughs) you are informing yourself on these things so that you can get back to your why, which is your initial why all those years ago to help people with their finances. And I think a lot of times people get too proud to do some of that work or they say, well, I'm not wildly passionate about these things. But if that thing can be a vehicle to serve your audience and help connect them to your stronger why, Mm -hmm. people will remember the work that you've done in this season and the way that you've led in this season, regardless of what that vehicle looked like. Yeah, I think that's a a great point. And I am not passionate about the PPP (laughs) or the economic injury disaster loan, which took me like two weeks just to remember that for some reason. But I do, like you said, I understand that like people do come to me for this information and, you know, I do spend time every day reading and getting updated on these programs. And like I said, no, it's not fun. But I do understand that for some reason I look at this and I I get it and I can help other people understand it easily. And I think, like I said, we all have the ability to do that in our own respective spaces. Yeah, it's beautiful. Dominique, where can everybody find you and connect with you and see beautiful photos of your daughter and all of the things? Drop <laughs> I know, all the I places. Like lately, I'm obsessed. That's all, all I'm doing is posting her. <laughs> New mommy. Yeah, so on Instagram, Dominique Broadway. Our business is Finances Demystified on Instagram. And then our website is just financesdemystified.com. Thank you so much for just sharing your energy and your knowledge and for just kind of helping give people some tangible advice and tips to navigate this season. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. Oh, then we also have a free just five-day challenge for anyone that's sitting at home and trying to like get their finances together. It's called yourwealthyyear.com. Free five-day challenge to answer like your budgeting, saving, investing, cleaning up credit, every aspect. It's amazing free program. So please take advantage of that. (laughs) Love it. Yes. Please take advantage of that. That is amazing. Thank you so much for serving your community and for just showing up in this season. We see you. We appreciate you. We salute the work that you are doing. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Dominique is such a wealth of knowledge. And also you just have to go follow her because her daughter is literally the cutest little girl in the world. I mean, for real, she is adorable. But I'm just so grateful for the leaders that are stepping up and stepping into their power and just sharing all of their knowledge and their heart and their passion with the world. And Dominique is someone to be watching. I mean, she's been someone to watch for years, but truly just seeing how she is leading through this crisis and this uncertainty is so inspiring to me. And I feel so, so fortunate that I got the chance to talk to her on the show today. So friends, I know that this season is weird and crazy and we're not quite sure exactly how to navigate it, but I just want to remind you today that you are not doing this alone, that we are in this together and we will get through it stronger. And I truly believe that at the core of my being. I hope that this episode met you where you're at and served you and inspired you to take some sort of action in your life today to really harness the power of information and knowledge when it comes to your numbers. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for giving me the privilege of showing up in your ears today. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the gold digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? 
If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com.